Hi, everyone. This is the Harvest Concept Podcast, where we talk about martial arts and its connection to mind, body, and spirit wellness. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm Justin Martin. (laughs) It's like I live in New York City, but I don't. I live in a small town where people... Yeah. You know, sometimes it feels like that. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah. So, uh, bike wrecks. Um, So I'll uh, I'll precursor this and tell a story from last year about this time. Um, So last year, Rigby Joe was in kindergarten, and uh, after she'd been going to school for about a week or so, we'd like to walk to school. She said, "Hey, I want to ride my bike today." And so I said, yeah, no problem. Let's ride your bike. And so that morning I walked with her. We rode, she rode her bike. And that afternoon coming or that morning going in, she was talking about how uh, she couldn't wait to bomb the hill in front of her school. And I mean, this is like something she obviously had picked up from school, like as she's been doing this, this big grass hill that we actually go sledding on and stuff in the wintertime. But uh so, she, yeah, she very specifically used the term bomb, bomb the hill. And uh, so I, I was like, in my mind, I just really didn't anticipate that she was literally like X gaming her or planning this through her day. Right. And so I ride back up there on my bicycle to meet her uh, that afternoon. And because I now know that she could make the trip. And so uh, I'm on my bike. We're kind of crossing back through the the crosswalk at the top of the hill where normally we would turn right and go down the sidewalk well as we're coming across this thing uh she decides to just straight jump the curb behind the person directing traffic and bomb the hill straight down uh so (laughs) me I'm in this, the situation that I'm in is I have her backpack halfway slung over one arm. I'm in flip-flops on my bicycle with, instead of a water bottle in between my legs, a full cup of ice water. Um, And so she's going down the hill and I'm following suit and somehow my pedal or something catches in the halfway down this hill and my bike just flips out from underneath me. And so now I'm tumbling down the hill, this big cluster of all things, backpack flying off water, spilling all over myself. And, uh, I slide to the bottom of the hill, probably lost a flip flop on the way. And, uh, all these parents are all right there, like watching this because it happened <laughs> oh. because everybody's leaving school at the same time. Right. 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 So, and Rigby has now just like successfully, bombed the hill (laughs) and like i'm just existing in the middle of this hill like laying on the ground like oh my goodness gracious here we go so i got myself up get myself everything situated again we ride off into the sunset well this week lou has been working on riding with no training wheels and so it's been a every day of riding with him and helping like hold the handlebar or hold onto his seat as he's practicing this balance situation. So we leave school, I guess this was Wednesday afternoon and on the way home from school, we get to a section where, Hey, he's going to take off on the sidewalk. Again, we're moving with a lot of people like all having left school at the same time. And as he's going, it's his first uh, push for like speed. And so he's trying to keep up with Rigby and starts getting squirrely with his handlebars and crashes into me, sending me tumbling over him, shoving him out of the way as we're falling down, crashing into the sidewalk. And Lou um, 
start screaming, standing back up, checking, hey, you know what's going on? What'd you hit? I'm worried that I like ground him into the pavement, right? As we're falling together. And he, he's, oh man, I'm okay. It just scared me. Okay, cool. And literally without me saying anything, he starts getting back on the bike to ride away, right? Uh, you know, I think that bike wrecks, they say, you know, what happens when you fall off the bike? You get back on. You know, when you fall off the horse, you get back on. This is uh, this idea that we fall down, we fail, and sometimes it hurts in different ways, uh, whether that be physically or mentally. Um, but this idea of, of not giving ourselves space to think about it, but getting back onto it and trying again is, is part of that, uh, this conversation of perseverance. Um, and you know, this kind of came up because, you know, I, I told Sarah that we were dealing with bike wrecks this morning, you know, Sarah, this morning Riggs crashed on the way to school. No big deal. She skinned her knee pretty good. Um, but you know, she needed to walk it off for a minute. And so, Hey, you know, as her parent, my first, my first job was not to tell her, Hey, we're going to be late for school. My first job was to comfort her and try to talk her through it. Right. I could see that that skin knee was in pain. Um, and so, Hey, let's, let's breathe and, and get through this moment. Uh, then it was, Hey, we do have to go to school. So let's, let's start moving forward. And I could tell her resistance, like, Hey, you know what, what I get, you got to give me a band aid. You got to fix me uh-huh. up. And it was like, Hey, look, we're halfway to school right now. You know, we turn around and go home and we're going to be super late. We're going to get you doctored up and then still have to make the trek to school. Um, <clears throat> or we just continue on and go to the school, get there. We'll see nurse, nurse B. We'll get taken care of and you'll go on to class and we'll, we'll be on time. Right. And so in that moment, her, her processing that and going, okay, we got this. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and at, at the same time, this is uh, something that I'm not trying to, to send my child off to school by herself right now. Um, you know, we're, we're too far away for that. But, the, um, but I asked her, I was like, you know, what would you have done if you were by yourself, right? Like, mm-hmm. uh, what, you, you fall like this, like, how, how are you going to take care of yourself and what would you do, right? And so, uh, again, trying to, to train her to think like, hey, you know, how, how do I need to handle the situation and get to where I need to be and be safe about it, all the things, you know? Um, and so we get to school, she checks into the nurse, we made it on time, all the things are good. On the way home, who falls? Lou. Bust his chin, like, <laughs> so I didn't even tell you that earlier. Like, so you were asking me if I was frazzled. Like, no, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not frazzled. This is all part of the morning ritual before 8 a.m., right? Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Breathe it out and we're going to make it through because um, we have other things to do today, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can't let it sideline us. Wow. No. How was Lou? Was he okay? He was fine. He was like, okay. I've just yeah, he's my good. Chin. Yeah, he got a little skin chin. You know, it's like a, it's okay. Man, it's uh, It's not fun. They, they take you out, man. They they will take you out. Um, you know, and they're they're very. Uh, this is something that you pay attention to. I feel like more like as you're teaching somebody else to ride a bike, um, mm-hmm. because like it's not like it's a easy thing to balance on, right? No, like, I mean, it's no. two skinny tires mm-hmm. that are in a line. Like that's very challenging, mm-hmm. very challenging well, to do. And you can get speed when you don't really like want speed. It's a lot mm-hmm. to control. 
a lot well, to it, control. And you kind of need some speed too, right? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. you can't, it's harder to go slow than it is to go fast. Um, mm-hmm. Because, oh, well, and then to a point, like <laughs> you cross the speed wobble point and then you're in trouble, right? Um, but the, the, the idea of it and, you know, I, I always am impressed when I hear somebody can ride a unicycle because uh, that's like, <laughs> that's like next level bike or even like people that can ride a bike in a wheelie. Like there's just so many mm-hmm. of these biker guys that can just like, hey, I can pop up and ride a wheelie. Like it's no big deal or mm-hmm. even even no handlebars. Like <laughs> this is <clears throat> it's a uh, it's very impressive. And I think that it takes a, a special person that's just uh, comfortable with it in that way to be like, look, I can ride around with no handlebars and I trust what's going on here (laughs) (laughs) to uh, not flip me over the the handlebars. Um, Okay. Uh, Without this being just a complete monologue on perseverance um, (laughs) (laughs) or my, my children's falling and I guess myself included uh, the, I think that to kind of open up this conversation um, or evolve it a little bit more that perseverance is something that we definitely train, um, in Hamido, uh, and at harvest in our classes, you know, we, we want things to be hard. Uh, we want things to, um, be difficult and challenge us. You know, this is one thing when I, when I teach instructors to teach and how to talk through their classes, you know, these, the classes need to be challenging or hard enough, uh, for, the most advanced student in the class, right? Whether this be an adult Hamido class, a kid's Hamido class, uh, or a, uh, an AIM kickboxing class, a yoga class, when you're teaching a class, you have to look at the most um, experienced, uh, the best shaped person and be able to push them and challenge them in a class or you're going to start to uh, lose them in that sense, because they're not going to be engaged, they're not going to be challenged, then you also have to look at the lowest uh, person in that class and be able to to help them through the challenge so it's not so overbearing that they don't want to come back. Right. Um, and so, uh, the, you know, part of that is, you know, we need that if we talk about Hamido specifically, we need that white belt to look across the room at that black belt and go, man, I cannot wait till I'm as strong as that person. I know as much as that person. I have the technical knowledge or the form knowledge, the uh, gracefulness of this person over here. I see what's happening with them and I want that too. But at the same time, when things are hard, they hand up to look back across that room and still be encouraged that that black belt is working hard and, be able to um, receive this, uh, <clears throat> receive this endurance um, or perseverance from that person, and say, "Hey, I can make it through. I can make it through. They've done it. I can do it." And let's go. <clears throat> yeah, I think you know one of the things that um, you do a really great job of in class is. Um, I mean, it, at times, allowing people who are different belt levels to work together. So, you know, as a black belt, you know, I might be paired with someone who is a white belt or a yellow belt. 
And the opportunity there is for me to talk about my perseverance, my own journey, my process, and either in helping them, you know, sharing that with them, because maybe they need that same sort of like breakdown that I had, or, you know, everybody kind of works it a little bit different. And sometimes you match with someone you know, who's similar to you as far as um, your own, where, where your challenges are, are the same mm-hmm. challenges that they have. So you can kind of talk to them. And yesterday in class was the same. I, you know, I was talking to someone who was a yellow belt about my challenges with kicking um, and kick extension when I first started. And you could just see on her face, like, okay, so where I am is okay. Like I can, as long as I continue to work, as long as I continue to persevere, I can get to where she is. And just really sharing, you know, how long it took and the work that it took. Um, but that it's, you know, possible with perseverance, with that kind of, you know, discipline, commitment um, mm-hmm. that we talk about, you know, and in, in, in having like sort of that optimistic spirit of that it is possible, um, you know, and so, you know, as long as you find kind of like joy in that process of work, mm-hmm. um, you know, you'll, you will get there. And, and having that, you know, conversation or being able to see it. But especially, I think, the conversation and just sharing, you know, that, yes, we all struggle with this mm-hmm. and it's okay um, as long as you don't quit. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. No, can I, I'm going to take what you just said and I want to spin it just another way too. Please. Because I think that there's physical perseverance is one of the first things we come to, right? Um this physical element of class, meaning that, hey, coming in and doing the warm up or just making it through classes with drills or sparring sessions um, and overcoming your your body's resistance to working out, meaning my heart races, my I'm sweating, I'm hot, I'm uncomfortable. Maybe my belly's telling me I'm going to throw up like I can't breathe. All those things, like that's one of the first places that I feel most people go to when we're talking about uh, classes or a new um, a new type of training. Mm-hmm. Um, then there's also a secondary part of that is like maybe I can get through the class. I'm not scared of that. I understand that now. But then you get to these kicking sets or you're seeing people kick in class and you go, Oh man, I am never going to be able to kick Mm -hmm. that high. Or I, you know, this is super challenging to me, like to understand a Sun Maxul technique. Um, whereas you get to a little bit more advanced getting into June Kip, Sun Maxul, like where the techniques and the forms start getting a little bit harder. And so, uh, uh, or they're significantly harder, I should say, you know, the, so this physical movement and application of technique, those things, uh, are, I feel like, again, one of the first people, places people's minds go to, um, to challenge themselves, uh, and give themselves excuses to not do something. But I think that there's also, um, this, uh, uh mental perseverance that, mm-hmm is something that's not talked about and a lot physically um uh physically adept people or people that can come in and learn stuff really fast or can kick higher already or can make it through the class 
um, without as much challenge as someone else on their level, right? Um, you have a, a physically able white belt that comes on to the floor, right? And maybe getting through the warm-up is super easy for them. Getting through learning the basic punching and striking techniques and blocking is super easy for them, and they just pick it up really, really fast. Well, what's their challenge? Mm. Their challenge and the teacher's challenge is keeping them mentally engaged, but also trying to get them to slow down. Because <clears throat> just because you pick it up fast now, maybe you're going to always physically pick things up and be able to remember them well. Uh, but an issue with repetition, um, you're going to have an issue eventually by getting bored or allowing yourself to get bored with practicing. And then there was where we're going to see the failure. And so having not only physical perseverance, but having that mental or spiritual side of perseverance too, of being able to push through when um, things are hard or when things seemingly get boring um, is just the easiest way to say that. Um, you know, Sarah, you are um, very similar to me in the sense that as you were coming along, you saw this, this issue um, with your kicking, your, your body being able to make those movements happen, right? And so in that difficulty, um, you didn't just tell yourself, well, I'll never be able to kick that high because I have this issue with my body. Um, <clears throat> you said, okay, how can I look at what my body's current capabilities are and how can I uh, change that? And you started searching and you found a program uh, of stretching routines and hip uh, mobility. And when you found that, you practiced and you trained it, right? Yes. And the same thing, you came to me and you said, hey, how do, how do kicks get better? And I said, hey, well, you do these exercises by kicking and doing it a lot. A lot. <laughs> and so, you know, for someone to stand around and do 100 kicks a day, um, that's, you know, someone goes, oh, yeah, 100 kicks, I can do that. Maybe. Maybe you can do it once. Maybe you can do it twice. But can you do it? for a year straight, like, can you, when you don't want to do stand up and do your kicks, make yourself stand up and do your kicks. Right. Um, and keep that perseverance or that endurance going along. That's a, that's a big part of it. So I think having, um, you know, that mental side to be able to persevere, endure when things get challenging, um, is an it's just a big part of what we do on a regular basis too. Yeah. I think, you know, what you're talking about is um, so important because you have that, those two sides of the coin. You've got those individuals who are capable and fast at learning physically capable. And we learn from obstacles, right? We learn from challenges, right? So if they don't have any challenges that are like ready, apparent, we have to figure out a way to, um, yeah, to, to, to challenge them to find that something that they can, they could, they can push, um, push up against, mm -hmm. um, where it becomes sort of like, and I think it's, um, you know, 
if I take it out of like Hamudo for just a minute, like one of mm-hmm. the things that happened for me when I was acting when I was younger in high school, it's a lot of that just came. I had a lot of natural talent. Mm-hmm. And so what I didn't have was somebody guiding me and saying, okay, because you're good at this, let's focus on this study over here of like how to break down a character how to really understand their motivation, how to dig deeper, you know, how to, how to get deep into it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you do that in our classes. I feel like Hamudo, like there's an, if you're interested, if that's really what you want to do, there's a way for those who maybe have no challenges with the particularly white belt, yellow belt, et cetera, to dig mm-hmm. deeper into methodology and why we do what we do and sort of these kind of standard operating practices um, and really kind of um, learn um, the, you know, philosophy and the technical side and in the history around um, Dr. Kim and the meaning of Han, there's a lot that you can learn that would be um, something for you to kind of like, take in that would add to your practice in that way um on the other side i think that all of us have challenges with you know it's there there's an ego check when you say i'm not good at this i have to figure out a way to get good at this if i really really want this you have to really sort of put yourself aside and be okay and be really really aware of 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 what you're good at, where you are, um, and be okay with that. Right. Um, and I think that so often people come in and they don't want to look at themselves. You know, they don't want to look at, you know, really sort of assessment of where they are mm-hmm. and really be okay with where they are. They have to really be okay with where they are. And then and you see that in class where people will you know, do too much too fast. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to keep up with other people um, who they clearly don't even like physically look like, right? You know, like clear and have not been coming to class and, and all these types of things. Right. And I think that that's so important for all of us to just be okay with where we are and then understand that the work and really the the flex is that that's the word everyone is using these days. Probably now they're not using it because I'm saying it out loud, but the flex is um, doing it every day. Right. Right. Like, a lot of people will come in and show out in the class. The question is, is who's coming every single class or who's doing the work every single day or who's, who is spending the time to like how to roll um, when mm-hmm. everybody else around them can roll well. Right. Who's like checking their ego? Who's being self-aware and who's really putting in that work? Like that is so impressive. Absolutely. Um, it's not impressive for somebody to come in and just be naturally good at something. It's like, well, I might wish that that was how I want to be, but that's not where like the, like that's not impressive to me. Yeah. Well, now I, I, uh, I'll <laughs> check you on that just for a second. Okay. <laughs> All right. So like, look, if somebody comes in and just, 
like walks into the building you're like okay this is how you do a sidekick and next thing you know they can like put a sidekick up by your head right to me that is impressive like that their physical nature is there right but don't you think it's more impressive if they say yeah and i used to kick here and i got it all the way up to here by doing a lot of work well um versus versus my leg just naturally goes that high (laughs) no no it it's it's impressive it's impressive in a different way Let's yeah. say it that way, right? Sure. Like natural talent, when it's there, you go, oh, yes. wow, that's right. But again, do does a natural talent person have the perseverance to take themselves beyond, yes. right? Because at some point in time, being a, a master is not all about being physical, right? You have to have that technical knowledge. Well, maybe you're very physically inept, and so you can kick a sidekick super high. You're very flexible, and you're strong, right? You've trained your body in the right way. And maybe you have a a good mind, and you're able to remember techniques. But can you have the, um, the transparency, the vulnerability, the humbleness, to be a great master, not necessarily, right? Yes. And you, if you don't have those qualities, then it's going to be really hard to be patient too. And patience is a big part of being at this level and being a high-level instructor and being able to communicate what you are doing because that's what being a master is about, right? You know, <clears throat> there's people that can be great fighters and there's people that can be great teachers and masters and leaders, right? And so, like, that's what I guess I'm, I'm trying to say is that that mental perseverance of push of, and uh, realizing, like you said, with humbleness, understanding, hey, these are my problems, and being able to fix them and be better like your teachers, that's important, right? Well, and the commitment that's there, I think that, you know, mm-hmm. we've talked in other um, episodes around individuals who kind of come in and run through the program and get the belt and it's like a trophy and then they move on and, and leave mm-hmm. versus those who um, stay and are, are committed, you know, to this. I think that mm-hmm. dedication, that commitment, um, you know, that's what you see in individuals that are challenged physically or, mm-hmm. or like in the memorization components. Mm-hmm. And also those who aren't challenged in that area. I think that's what I was trying to say. It's not that they're not impressive. I mm-hmm. do appreciate a really good, amazing kick. Mm-hmm. But I think what, you know, really like separates those individuals for me is that commitment mm-hmm. and that showing up and the commitment um, that, you know, you can see that they have, you know, outside of class, you know, as well. Mm-hmm. Look, I'll uh, I'll tell you one other thing that I think is uh, we'll we'll give another metaphor. Let's think about like a a rock star, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there are um, there's musicians that are focused on um, just being a musician, right? There's these crazy uh, crazy minds that can break down a song, a scale, a, uh, this movement of music, this piece and, uh, make it so beautiful in my mind. I cannot process 
like the mathematics of music. I don't have those algorithms in my head, right? Um, nor do I really try to understand it in that in that point because I just understand that that's not for me. Um, but the uh, some musicians they they get to a level where hey, I'm this great musician. They maybe they get famous and they're getting all this money and they sometimes go astray, get lost in other sides of the music, right? The, the drugs, maybe it's partying girls, women, like all spending money, racing fast cars, like all these things can come along and take them off their path. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and one thing I feel like has been more vocal in recent years is, and this is kind of jumping back to a previous podcast where you were talking about the tennis stars, not having the support that they needed um, to not just to play, but to get through mental situations, depression, emotional situations. Um, And so they were, they were beating themselves off the court versus being successful on the court. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So, one of these things that we've seen in music in the last few years is musicians being more vocal about uh, practicing martial arts and these other uh, things that they're doing about their well-being, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that, again, we're, what we see is this coming back to what you talked about is martial arts being a baseline, right? For your family Mm -hmm. and people understanding that this is a, a balanced platform. And when you commit fully to it, you believe in it, that it does things for you. Um, Perseverance and how it's taught and the way that we've talked about it today, this is how, you know, people coming into the program can see that. And, you know, as a parent, uh, the benefit to me as a parent is that my kid is gaining this and that I know that in the future when things get tough, they're not going to quit, right? Yeah. That when life is beating them down, that they're not going to give up on it, right? And, uh, you know, uh, that's a scary thing right now, this giving up uh, on life, right? Uh, this is something as Americans we've seen uh, on a uh, growth scale in the last few years of, of teen suicide and depression. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's, it's, that's giving up. And this, uh, we want to build our kids as strong as they can be because we, we don't even know what they're going to face. Absolutely. And so we want to build them up. We want to build ourselves up because you don't, you don't know what today brings, what tomorrow brings. And I need to have this running endurance that I can do these things and I can do more. Right. I know in the back of my mind that if, if it takes more today, I'm here for it. Right. Um, and so that's what we're, we're building toward and we're trying to instill. Um, I think that both of us have mentioned it before and we've talked about, um, people wanting to leave martial arts and everybody comes with a different reason. And I, I try to talk them through the reason and understand whether it's a real reason or a reason just to give up. Um, you know, people come to me and say, Hey, we can't do it anymore because of money. Well, 
if it's truly because of money and it's a hardship that you're in right now, how can I continue to serve your family and provide for you to help you get through the situation? Because I know that you'll take care of me again on the backside. Right. Um, but then sometimes that's just a false reason. They're going to give another excuse after that about why that's not going to happen. Right. Um, and so when people can't be humble and talk truthful about it and move forward, then that's where we're not going to, to progress. And that's where the conversation ends. Right. Um, the, the other side of it is that we have parents that come and say, Hey, look, it's just too hard. Like I can't, I can't convince them to do this anymore. Um, and I almost, uh, I want to check that, that parent's perseverance, right. And say, Hey, look, I know things are tough. You know, uh, Rigby Joe had a time last year where she didn't want to do it anymore. And we had to talk about it. Cause I said, Hey, look, what, what do you want to do instead? And if this is a realistic thing, then we'll talk about it. But, you know, it's still a baseline for us as Martins that we're going to be doing Hamido to some degree. If you want to experience something else, then I'm okay with that. But we see that baseline and say, hey, this is, this is something that we know you're going to grow from. We need you to keep going because we see it's important. Um, and understanding that we weather the storm and we get through and soon enough they're back to enjoying class again and continuing forward on their journey. Yeah. I mean, I think that, you know, we've talked about, I mean, so for me, Hamudo in particular um, and specifically, you know, when, when people talk about wellness, whole body wellness, you know, they talk about physically like exercise and not for, a size on a scale, like that you need to move your body. Like you just have to move your body in order to be mentally healthy. If you're not moving your body every day in a real physical way, mm-hmm. you are doing a disservice to your mental health. That's not Sarah Schweitzer's opinion. That's like, like any, <laughs> any research well, and, on mental health will tell you to move your body. And you're Right. Absolutely. So like, but just even just starting like, like with that. Right. Yeah. And then your physical right. health is, is, is helped by it. And then you need something, um, you know, you need something for the spiritual side. You know, they talk about, we've talked about meditation and, 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 and breathing and the things that we do in class and they can be, and I, you know, for me personally, you know, I supplement these things, right. That that's what Mm -hmm. I, I supplement these things at home, but I'm doing it based upon the guidance that I'm getting in class and the things that, Mm -hmm. that Dr. Kim has laid out and that you teach to us as far as ensuring that mind, body, and spirit is, 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 is handled and, and dealt with. And I think that, um, you know, um, Ava has been doing ice skating. One of the very first competitions that she had, she fell and she cut her leg and mm. I didn't even read her leg because she just kept going. She kept right. performing and she got off the ice and her and her coach went into the bathroom mm-hmm. and I thought that they were just, I was just waiting for them and they yeah. didn't come out and they didn't come <laughs> out. I'm like, what is going on? And finally they came out and she was like, oh, I was just like, you know, and she had this cute, like a significant cut on her oh, leg. Yeah. Um, from the ice or from, from her own skate from her, or something? Her own skate from the toe. Oh, pick. wow. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So. 
you know, and here she had, you know, just now finished her performance and gone off mm-hmm. ice and got it all taken care of. And, you know, we ended up going and getting ice packs and things like that. But she, yeah. you know, she managed through that. And I know yeah. 100% that she was mm-hmm. able to do that because of all of the conditioning and training that she has, you know, from class. You know, yeah. I think of martial arts, like you're saying, like it's our baseline for, um, it's like talking, you know, and it's the same thing, you know, it's in a, we talk about a, a consistently, you know, I'm talking with my children, particularly Ava, because there's mm-hmm. just so many images that she's being confronted with as far as like what she should look like and what right. size she should be and, you know, and all these things. And she asked me the other day, what size my, um, uh, yoga pants were. And I was like, I don't know. And it doesn't matter. Like, mm-hmm. as long as you are working out in, um, in building strength and eating healthy, then everything else does not matter. Like it does not matter. We just don't need to look at these things or think about these things. And I know that for me, those lessons, like I have Mm -hmm. learned that from doing martial arts, like the focus is not, the focus is on my strength. The focus is on my flexibility. The focus is on my ability to move from one complex thing to another and have that memorized, you know, for my brain, the focus is mm-hmm. on my ability to calm myself mm-hmm. in situations through my breath, through my mental training, you know, that's all things that when I'm dealing with bad situations, either with my kids or challenging situations or with work that I, mm-hmm. you know, come to over and over and over again, Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's just that practice that, right. you know, that everyone needs. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, I mean, I, I guess the, the idea of, of being tough, um, is something that like, I, I want to instill in my kids. Right. I, mm-hmm. I don't want to be like a, I don't mean that in the sense of like, I, I want to be this grinding tough dad. Right. I don't want to be viewed as that person um i know that at the school to some degree i have to be that's part of the mr martin character right like i have to to be this tough person but also this uh person that listens and and hears kids and students right mm-hmm. um but that's part of my job is to instill that toughness but you know especially you know with my kids like i try to um give them those moments as much as i can where i, I show them the love and and give them everything that I can. Right. Uh, and then at the same time, have those moments where it's, it's time to, to be serious and move forward and, and keep going because I think that that's important, you know, and well, that's it's life. That's it's life, life. Right. I mean, that's, you want to be surrounded. I think it's what you did with Ruby Joe. I mean, you asked her, you know, what she needed and how she felt and mm-hmm. let her be, but it's the recognition that we have to continue to, this is not a, the level of, uh, you know, an emergency that require like that you, we go back home for. Right. And I think that's the other thing is like what you're teaching is that everything is situational, right? Like if you right. if you need stitches and you're bleeding profusely, like we're not going to go to school. Like we'll go to the emergency room. Like we're not, right. you know, we have these things. But if we're talking about a scraped knee, if we're talking about a little pain you know, we have to kind of like get through some of the move forward and get right. through our day. This, everything cannot um, derail us. Right. 
in order to have progress in our life. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think that's, that's exactly right. And if, if it does derail us, taking a breath, recentering and moving forward. Right. Um, you know, that's, this is the one thing that we think about in, uh, Hamuda forms, right? Hamuda forms. You shouldn't be worried about what the last move is before you've started the first move. Right. Um, that's a, a challenge that like going into present a form at a tournament, going to present your form at testing, testing's coming up. And so you can't, you can't be worried about what the future is. You only can think about the first step or the next step. Right. And so once you take that step, then we can worry or we can plan for that next one. And so, um, you know, with perseverance, it gets, challenging or uh the overbearance of a situation difficult um when we expand it out and think about the whole thing but if we come back to thinking about hey all i have to do is get to school right Mm -hmm. or all i have to do is do this one next step and then once i do that step then i can handle the next one and the next one and the next one but if you let yourself build up that's where that anxiety the pressure, the self-talk gets negative and we start to, we see the shutdown or the quitting, right? Giving up. And so I think, I think that's important, um, you know, and this is a, a good place, I think, to kind of wrap this conversation up, but I, it's been such a, a wonderful one. Be like, <clears throat> high five. High five. Boom. Good job for keeping Have a great day. going this morning. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right, man. Bye. Bye.